Warning, the content of the show is left-leaning and offers radical ideas, plus challenging the status quo. Accordingly, we ask you to remain calm and have an open mind. If not, there are other podcast shows that can speak to your conformity. Shut up and sit down. Thank you for downloading this episode of Firebrand. I am your host, AJ. And on this episode, I really want to dive into um, the idea of working in your community, um, working through community organizations, those grassroots organizations. So... To do that, I need to also address something at the same time. So, since J20, the inauguration of um, Trump von Herpes, uh, we, we we started seeing this, um, I guess, a movement that's kind of building up. Uh, this movement um, at the current stage is called um, Indivisible. And it's create this was created by campaign staffers that you know observed what was going on um, you know the last eight years as well as um, their experiences through campaigns and working um, within Congress and so they cre- so they created this document called indivisible and it's you know, the subtitle is A Practical Guide for Resisting the Trump Agenda. Uh, you can go on there. I mean, you can download it if you like or just kind of peruse it online. But, I, I, again, for, for those who know me and what this show is about, I mean, I have to be a little bit critical of this and everything. Because I'm starting to see this in, in my area and getting questions from people about this. So let me right out of the gate say this. When you're reading this guide, okay, and and if their primary objective is to target members of Congress and then trying to organize around the, the ideas that this guide is providing um, and, and doing things like, town halls, public events, um, going to district office visits, coordinating calls. If that is just your way of organizing, then you're not organizing. Um, What you're really doing is doing activism, and you're not attaching yourself to community organizations and those grassroots organizations that have been on the ground, um, before Trump, um, even before Obama, even before um, George W., you, you get my drift. Um, because those organizations have been doing the work. These organizations has information. These organizations have tactics and strategies in order to do these things. And, and we hear this time and time again that... Um, 
you need people need to be involved with something. A, a new political party has to happen, and that's simply not the case. Get involved. What is currently happening right now? And sure, I mean, I can advocate for like socialist parties, um, you know, anarchist groups, so forth and so forth. But I mean, there's other organizations involved. You know, I mean, you can get involved with like, um, like Stand Up Springfield in Springfield, Illinois. You can get involved with the National Alliance Against Racist Political Repression in Chicago. Uh, you can get involved with, you know, Anarchists Against Walls. You can get involved with your Food Not Bombs chapter. You can get involved with your Food Not Lawns or Book Not Bombs chapter, your IWW. You know, these things already exist. And like I said, they already have tactics and strategies in order to resist Trump as well as to have a solution to the current problems that we have in our society and to uproot those systemic problems. So we don't need a guide to tell us what to do and simply going to a town hall like we've been seeing in the news lately of going to these town halls and, you know, calls that kind of ruckus. Sure. That, that makes good media coverage. Um, it it kind of gives us a pat on the shoulder on what to do and everything. But what, what are you doing at the end of the day? You're not changing legislation. You're not changing minds and everything because any one of these members of Congress, even those in our respective general assemblies, um, have their mind already set. They already have an agenda, you know, and you can have like the best government watchdog group and create power by building um, an organization that just flexes your muscles all you want. But I, I want movement. I want something with teeth. You know, I want something that's about community and how to build community. That's what needs to happen. And you're not going to do that by um, getting behind a, a Democratic Party program like Indivisible. Let's just be honest. I mean, and there's a lot of people I know who are doing those kinds of things. They're getting involved with an organization called um, Action for a Better Tomorrow. And, you know, I, I was invited to one in my local area, and it was simply the same thing I've seen before with any other Democratic Party organizations. You know, you, there was a room, uh, a table, and they were passing around um, information on, you know, this legislator, that legislator. Um, you know, here's, some ta here's a, a talking sheet with points, and we're going to go out there and do these things. We'll meet next week, talk about more. Oh, by the way, you know, we're going to meet at this um, establishment and we're going to have a postcard party because we're going to either write the postcards or just stuff postcards into something. And those postcards are going to go to our representatives and senators at the um, federal and state level. And, and they're going to hear us that way, you know, because the more numbers we have, the more of a chance that they're going to hear us and everything. That doesn't move 
the one-yard line at all. I mean, sure, I mean, there's something to be said about if you show up in numbers, if you send th- if you send things in volumes, if you keep on making calls, then sure, I mean, you're going to kind of, you know, press something and you might make a slight um, indentation, but it doesn't actually move anything. What moves are those organizations that has done the analysis, that has the information, the data, and all these things that need to happen. And all they are waiting for is you. They're waiting for you to come in through the door. They're waiting for you to see what resources you have and then how that you know, can play within the organization. And here's the thing. You don't need to join as a member financially to do it. All you do is all you need to do is just show up. You know? And if you want to be a member of, you know, those membership based organizations, then then I recommend doing that if those are something that is near and dear to your heart. But most of the time they're gonna be free and they're gonna give you an ample amount of time to you know, give you times to do participating meetings. They're going to give you time to whatever the needs are. So we just need to be we need to be better participants in those kinds of things. That's the part of being um, civic engagement. That's what it is. And I, and I don't know what else to tell you. I mean, I mean that's 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 how it is. And you know, again, you can look through this um, indivisible guide and see what you think and what have you. But I, I'm telling you, you know, this may be a, a good primer, but it's not something to work off on. You know. Um, yeah, what, what works is having information, trying to have an analysis of a situation. And I can't emphasize that enough and everything. Because another point in this indivisible is like they tell you the lessons learned from the Tea Party movement. Well, I can tell you what happened eight years ago with the Tea Party. What What, what happened was there was a reaction of racist people who didn't want to see a black president. Uh, there was this um, movement of people who were fed up with the Republican Party. And we, we kind of saw this break during George W. Bush's administration that after Reagan and after George H.W. Bush there was this change of the guard, if you will, within the Republican Party. There was this new form of conservatism called neoconservatism. And, you know, it was playing off the ideals of the old guard and inserting a new approach to the conservative party. And we started seeing that 
with George W. Bush, and there was a paper or an article published, I believe, in the Nation, talked about neocons as their you know the nicknames and everything, and we we started seeing this also, you know, this was excuse me, this was the 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 uprising of people like Paul Ryan, Ted Cruz, um, John Boehner would be in that camp, and others that are in Congress today, as well as in our various res- respective um, state assemblies and local governments and everything. These are the people that came out of you know the neocons. So since Bush, they wanted to have new blood, and then Obama got elected. And then from eight years, within eight years, you had people like Dick Armey and Andam Brandon who read books like Rules for Radicals by Saul Alinsky. And then they drafted their own book called Rules for Patriots. And if you read them side by side, you could tell that they took, you know, ideas and concepts from Rules for Radicals and in, and put them into Rules for Patriots to, uh, to articulate to a certain audience. That's what Rules for Patriots is about. And, and I saw this, you know, in Rockford, Illinois and elsewhere, that they were distributing rules for patriots as they were doing like the Tea Party Express and everything. So that's what the Tea Party did. And sure, I mean, they also went to town halls and tried to hold Democrats accountable and things of that nature. But they did the groundwork. They were trying to get people elected into a system and everything. And now the same people who wrote or now who wrote Indivisible is saying the same thing. That we need to get our people elected and everything. You're hearing people like Robert Reich to say, you know, we have Bernie to thank for this revolution that he's trying to do. And now we need to get those progressives in there. But the progressives that you want are no longer there because you chased us out. You didn't want to hear from us. You didn't want to engage in conversation the things that we want to do, and so here we are on the margins. Here we are, you know, involved with socialist and anarchist organizations. You know, we, we may have had those ideals from the beginning, but when we had no other outlets, there were no Green Party organizations where we were at at one point, or socialist organizations, or anarchist collectives. So we searched, we went out, we expanded our horizons, and here we are. We're involved in collectives, we are in leadership positions, in socialist parties. We are engaging with other leftists to do things. And then there's you, trying to get us involved in the system. Trying to say, you know what? We need you back. We need you to be involved in our process and maybe get you elected or help us get someone elected because now you have the experience and everything. 
And if, if we had to look at this as a um, sports metaphor, like in basketball, I mean, I'm sorry. I mean, I, 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 get, I showed you what I had, and I, and I gave you a, a proposition of, you know, what I could do and all I need is these things to, like, incubate from. And you said no because we didn't matter. Um, the races that we wanted to participate in didn't matter. You want to focus your efforts onto more prominent people in the party and everything. So here we are playing our own ball. Here we are, you know, showing the things that we're doing, and we, we actually gotten things done. Um, we, we actually, you know, moved money from, we gotten people to move money from, like U.S. Bank, Wells Fargo, Chase, and elsewhere into credit unions, and we increased um, membership, credit union membership nationally between 20 and 40%. We got together and we occupied a Capitol building in Madison, Wisconsin. We occupied everywhere after that also. We're creating worker cooperatives and trying to get worker councils. We are feeding people for free through food, not bombs. We are taking property back by creating community land trusts in places like Pittsburgh and Oakland and elsewhere. We're creating free schools between Santa Cruz, California, into Chicago and places like Syracuse, New York. These are the things that we're doing. And all you need to do is get involved. And we, 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 we're showing you, or we're going to continue to show you, that these, think, that these things work. There are people on our side, and we just want your time. That's all we're doing. We want you to be involved. It's imperative that you get involved. Because in order for us to be the kind of protagonists in this dire times requires those of you to, again, listen to what we're saying while we're showing you information and to at least try of what's going on. You, you may not, you know, you can leave any time, you know, no one's really, you know, holding a gun to your head and say, you know, you need to do a cooperative. Or else, no, no, no one's doing that. You can leave at any time. And you can't just also, and you also need to liberate yourself from the shackles of the Democratic Party. It, 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 and it sounds awesome. And it has this also good feeling that there is a political organization that has people elected up and down the government levels. It's nice to know that there are institutions in place that supports a political organization, and you can say that, and you can say, well, we have more people than you do, blah, blah, blah. But again... 
the other thing that we have to understand is an indivisible does not address this at all. Is power. Being in an elected position is not power. Because those people can be out at any time. I mean, they can be out through elections. And there's also the worst case scenario, which is um, something devastating happens. They can leave, I mean, so that power can be out, you know? And right now, you're probably having this argument in your mind as you're listening to this and saying, you're right, these, these there are elections, and that's why we need to get progressives and listen to Bernie and get those people elected again. It ain't going to happen because there's an agenda already in motion. Like I said, there are people who know what they're doing and they they have a system that they're beholden to. So the Chuck Schumer's, the Debbie Washerman Schultz's, the Hillary Clinton's, the John Podesta's, the Mike Madigan's, the John Cullerton's, uh, Jerry Brown's, you know, pick your Democratic person, aren't involved in this system. They're already having these meetings. They're in constant contact with one another in one way, in one aspect or another. And you can say that, you know, we get more progressive elected to city council and have enough people in your state assemblies or Congress so they can have like this real progressive caucus to advance the kind of legislation that's going to happen. But again, I mean, Bernie Sanders is in that caucus. And what has that gotten us so far? We don't need a caucus in a government building. We don't need to elect people. Real power is actually empowering people at the community level through the things I just mentioned. That is power. And it's and it's happening. It's been happening in places like New Orleans when Katrina happened. Activists went to the Lower Ninth and created a collective space, Common Ground Collective, to help people with the debris when the city wasn't helping the Lower Ninth Ward with debris cleanup. These people tried to put people back in their homes or trying to find housing for them to get the to get actual electricity utilities back up and running creating like computer hubs so people have access to the internet so they can communicate with loved ones and friends and with and reaching out to other activists and organizers and so much more that's one example among the many real power comes from with all of us. We need to work in solidarity with each other, not 
to play another person's ball game. That sure, you may produce statistical numbers, but what has actually happened? And we, we, you can say all you want that, you know, because of progressives and these phone calls and all that, we, we, we gotten things like the Affordable Health Care Act. And again, sure, that's great that people have health care at the moment. But the Affordable Health Care Act is still a pro-business bill that has helped the insurance companies. And we can see that correlation with when the Affordable Health Care Act was implemented, then insurance company CEOs' pay raises skyrocketed. The Humana, United Health, Blue Cross Blue Shield, all of the CEOs, their pay raises increased. You look at, then you look at places like River West, neighborhood in Chicago, or excuse me, Milwaukee, where you can go into their food co-op, uh, the bar, which is the, called the public house cooperative, or any other of the cooperatives in that neighborhood. And there's a board in all of them. They have a board of directors. And using and looking at River West Public House Cooperative in their sixth year of business starting next month around St. Patrick's Day. Not a one board member salary has increased. In fact, they don't even get pay. But they've been very successful for the last six years. And they're a business. They do generate, you know, a revenue in cooperative terms, surplus. But from a business perspective, I mean, they're drawn in revenue. And they are providing something for the community and not just cocktails and beer. Same way with the food co-op. They're providing food and everything and they're getting money. And they've been around a long, longer than the public house. But none of the board members and the employees there, their salaries have increased because they operate on the idea of people over profit. Not like, unlike the CEOs of these insurance companies that's profit over people with this Affordable Health Care Act. That's why we need to really, really help our community organizations that have been doing this for a long while. We need to listen to activists and organizers because they're the experts. They're the experts on 
what's going on because they actually have the real pulse of their community. The representatives and senators at the state and federal level don't have the pulse. I would argue not even local government elected officials have the real pulse of their constituency. But we do, because we're having conversations with people. We're actually seeing the problems that the system is doing and everything. And because of that, we are trying to fill those voids at one block at a time, one community at a time. It's imperative, imperative, I say, that we need to work together as a community and not rely on these false solutions that movements like Indivisible is doing. Thank you for listening to this episode of Firebrand. I am your host, AJ. Uh, Please check out the other episodes on this podcast network. And again, ladies and gentlemen, if we want to build the future worthy of our dreams, then the time is now more than ever. And I urge you to be the protagonists that you need to be in order for us to announce the imperativeness to be engaged in those community organizations that have been fighting the good fight.